Football is back, dear viewers, and this time, it's football you'll actually want to watch. I am, of course, talking about the start of the NFL season. Week one of the preseason concluded not that long ago, and with it, the Steelers' first official game of the year. That is going to be the bulk of today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. Zach and I are going to be discussing how the Steelers performed in week one of the preseason, obviously keeping in mind that it is preseason, and it's kind of hard to judge a lot of things in the early stages of preseason. However, we're going to talk about a couple key performances, as well as what we saw from the three potential quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. But outside of that, there was also some really big news regarding Deshaun Watson today. His suspension was extended from six games to 11 games. We're going to break down what we think about that a little bit. And I am going to give my personal opinion on why I think it was moved to 11 games. So not as many topics this week, but I think that you'll find we have a lot more content to break down. Hello and welcome back to the podcast to Steelers fans in a pro football world. I am Zach. And I am Dill. And we are here to bring you all of the NFL, USFL, and XFL news from a Pittsburgh Steelers fan's perspective. Again, starting out, we are going to talk about some of the preseason games, mainly the uh, Steelers preseason game. But I do want to touch a little bit on the Hall of Fame game that I mentioned we would talk about in the last episode. Hall of Fame game is always an interesting game to watch. It's, no, it's not. Uh, I always like it. I like it. I don't know. I It's... I don't know. I don't really care. I'm going to be honest. The Hall of Fame game I watched like once, and that was last year or two years ago, whenever the Steelers uh, played in it. You know, I, I always enjoy watching it. It's kind of the first kickoff of uh, NFL football, and it's usually a week before the first regular season game. But, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting, especially this year, because you got to see the first overall pick. Trayvon Walker play um but I know a lot of people wish they saw more of him um I mean he he got one sack earlier in the game but really didn't make a big splash too much uh I, I mean as much as you can in a preseason game but still actually not as much as people really expected to see from him and uh that was the opposite with Kenny Pickett Kenny Pickett played amazingly in our game, and that's what we're going to be talking about the most this episode, is Steelers preseason against the Seahawks, which was actually the most watched preseason game since 2015. Uh, it was a thriller, folks. Came down to the last minute with literally last second or last couple second touchdown uh, thrown by Kenny Pickett uh, to Vaughn's, and that, that was an amazing play. I remember watching that, uh, thinking that Vaughn should have gone out of bounds, but he broke that tackle and went straight for the end zone. It was perfect. And uh, that's, that's what I'm excited to see later in this season is plays like that. Because, I mean, based off what I saw from the offense, uh, we have a very good offensive scheme going with Matt Canada. Uh, the All three quarterbacks actually looked pretty solid throughout it. Uh, I wish I saw a little bit more from Mason Rudolph. Actually, no, you don't. You absolutely no, I don't. Do no, no, no. I was, I, I was happy with that because you know what? I kind of hope Mason Rudolph doesn't see the light of day. But... Honestly, I'm just happy that he didn't get his head knocked off with his own dang helmet this time. So, and you could see him like scanning the backfield, thinking that Miles Garrett's gonna pop out of the ground like a poltergeist. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I as much as I bash on Mason Rudolph, it is good to see him playing pretty decently because then if we would, by some uh, like horrible happenstance, need him to play, it's good to know that he's semi-competent. 
So semi emphasis, very heavy emphasis on semi there. Exactly. But uh, you know what? I, I was happy with what I saw from Trubisky too. He had a very solid opening drive. Very, very few mistakes. Uh, same with Pickett. Pickett looked really strong. My favorite thing about Pickett's game was he went 13 for 15. He had incredible accuracy throughout that whole game. And some some of the throws he was making were really pre- – they weren't like just – a lot of them were shorter throws, but they weren't just like easy dump-off throws that anybody could throw. I mean, he made some impressive uh, plays there to so make basically- – Basically, he just didn't look like Roethlisberger last season. He actually looked like a quarterback who was intending to throw short passes. Exactly, exactly. And the other thing is you could definitely see that. And I I was also thinking while I was watching the game, you can see the similarities with our offensive scheme from last year that Matt Canada put together. You knew he was definitely doing a similar scheme, but it was working this time because we had a mobile quarterback. If you watched, you knew that Kenny Pickett actually ran on a couple of those plays and ran pretty well. And it showed me what last year was supposed to look like. If that dump off pass isn't there, uh, if, you know, there's defenders coming from left and right and it's compromising the short throws and you don't have time to go for the deep ball, then your quarterback should be able to get out of there on his own. Last year, our quarterback wasn't able to do that. I mean, again, I'll say it every week. I love Ben, but last year he wasn't the quarterback we needed. And now I think we do have the quarterback we needed. And um, Mitch Trubisky even had a couple good run plays in there. So I I think the quarterbacks that we have this year, especially Mitch and Kenny, uh, both of them are mobile enough to make Matt Canada's offense very reliable and very dynamic. Yeah, I would tend to agree. And, you know, something else that helps, at least I would think it helps, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, it helps to have an offensive line that can block for more than a half second. Yeah. You know, it's really hard, whether you're 40 years old or 20 years old or whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's hard to throw the ball if you've got a 270-pound defensive tackle charging like a bull directly at you. At that point, you're not thinking, I got to get this ball out. You gotta, you're thinking, I got to protect my rib cage. You know what I mean? So definitely saw some better stuff from the offensive line in that preseason game. Granted, it was against uh, players who will probably end up playing in the XFL or USFL come next season. But, you know, you can only play against who they put out there on the field for you. And uh, it's good to see these guys getting some reps, you know, get fit into the system a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it was nice. I I don't really know what I expected from Mitch. I'm going to be honest. Like, I just – he went out there and I was like, wow. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, he's out there. And uh, I should also add, I did not, I was not able to catch the game. So I didn't watch the game. I was uh, on vacation last week, so I did not catch the game. I did watch the highlights. Uh, so I know the, for the most part, all of the plays that people are talking about, I know about. Um, but yeah, just like seeing Mitch out there, it was like, I just, you know, I mean, he was, he was there, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, he he impressed me, though, because he seemed like someone who didn't just come out of the threshold of hell in Chicago. He seemed like someone who came looking for an opportunity and looking like someone who has the ability to seize that opportunity. So, you know, I was I was impressed with him. I think the most obvious and the easiest choice to go with just in general is, you know, Kenny Pickett looked the most impressive. Probably because he played against the worst players that Seattle had. But, 
you know, once again, you can only play against who they put out there on the field for you. So, you know, both those guys did good. Uh, man, I'm trying to think what Mason Rudolph did. I mean, he threw a couple passes, and like I said, he didn't get knocked upside the head with his own helmet. He did. He I did. What he did have. He had one really good fade to George Pickens, but yeah, I feel like that was definitely more on George Pickens making the catch than Mason Rudolph making the throw. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was a good-ish throw, but George Pickens really sold that catch. So yeah, I I'd say it was a better throw than a lot of people give him credit for, just because it was in a very tight man coverage, and he actually got it exactly where he needed it, right he in the zone. Um, it was a pretty accurate pass, I will say. I, but how much do you attribute that to luck? Yeah, and the other thing is a lot of his other passes didn't look amazing. So, I mean, one great pass isn't enough to be like he had a great game. Yeah. Although one great catch on the part of George Pickens is. so. Yeah, and George, George Pickens, I mean, that was his big play, but he had some great plays earlier, um, really, you know, Breaking a lot of ankles, getting a lot of people to miss him. But anyway, I, I personally, I think George Pickens is at least my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I mean, I getting him in the second round, so many people have been saying this. He is a steal. The NFL has been hyping him up a lot. He's been in like half of their posts, which is actually kind of hilarious. Um, the NFL background on their Twitter is literally – so do you remember – do you ever see the video of when he got drafted where he's got oh, like yeah. that hood on? Yeah, of course. It's, it's that. It's that. It's a picture of him doing that, but they edited on his touchdown catch. That's that's amazing. And yeah, just with how much hype he's getting from the NFL, you know this man is going to somehow be the best wide receiver, at least rookie wide receiver, to come out of the draft this year. Uh, I I still I think he's going to be offensive rookie of the year, just because I mean he's coming in. And, yes, it's kind of a shaky offense, especially with how young our offense is. But he's coming into a receiver-dominant NFL where the best receivers are the generally cockiest receivers. And if you watch any of George Pickens' videos, he fits that mold pretty well. So he's just going to have fun in this league. Yeah. But the other the other thing that I wanted to talk about with our offense was Master T. Um if anybody and watching this game, uh, the last quarter uh, when Kenny Pickett was playing really well as well, uh, Master Teague was the running back in the game at that point, and he was playing lights out. I mean, he was running all over the place, running through people. Um, it, it was it was awesome. He would he would break ankles on one play, and then he would run somebody into the ground on the next play. Just kind of like Najee Harris would last year. And I was so excited for him. And I'm like, finally, we have a true running back, too. And he was recently released by the Steelers uh, on, they they say, injury. Um, but sometimes a lot of teams will release players on injury uh, and just claim it's on injury because it's an easier way to release them. So I haven't heard anything about what his injury actually was. So I'm actually concerned to know it. They just released him because they really didn't think he was good enough, which I don't understand, or if he actually did have an injury that would limit his season. So I, I, I'm i kind of speechless on that. I, I really don't understand why. I mean, he was one of the brightest spots from that 
preseason game that I'm I'm really shocked about them releasing him like that. You know, I credit to however well he played, I don't actually recognize that name, so he must have not been in the highlight reel too much, unless I just missed that entire part of the highlight reel. But what's his name again? Master Teague. That that sounds like a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> that and why would you not want a Pokemon trainer on your 53-man roster. Exactly. I mean, he's got to catch all the Lombardis. Exactly, man. Gosh. But on, on a more serious note, um, yeah, I, I really just don't know anything about him. I Again, I didn't watch him. I haven't seen anything about him. I didn't even hear the name until you brought him up to me not that long ago. So I, I have no idea. Hopefully he ends up on a roster somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm hoping he makes another actual NFL roster, but hey, if he makes it to the USFL, I mean, we know they love great names over there, so they'd take him in a heartbeat. Case Cookus, Boogie Roberts, Scooby Wright the third. Uh, he would fit right in, man. He would, and that's a whole, that's a absolute circus right there. No disrespect, right. I'm sure those guys can all ball, but like, those are some wacky names. Hey, we need to get HaHa Clinton Dix in the USFL. <sighs> Doesn't he play for the Browns now? I thought he still played for the Bears. I thought he played for the Browns. Speaking of the Browns, as mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Deshaun Watson's suspension got extended to 11 games. He will now enter the league with Cleveland for the first time in week 13. I think it's week 13 against Houston. Yeah, so that's ironic. Yeah. And I, before you get into like getting with your analysis, I'm offering my take on why it's 11 games now. I think the NFL is so cheap and will do anything to make a dollar. So I think that the reason it's 11 games is because they wanted him to come back against his former team. That's the first game they wanted him to play. I some people might disagree with me, but I I mean. Look, the NFL has never cared about, and it sounds bad, the NFL has never cared about the ethics of their players and, like, what kind of people their players are. I mean, that's just, you know, not saying that everyone in the NFL is bad. Obviously, that's not true. But there are some guys in there who just, you know, they're not, they have, they've got a rocky past. And, like, I know with the whole Robert Kraft debacle, he basically got a slap on the wrist for that. You know, so for them to not only uh, suspend Watson for as long as for six games, which is the original thing, but for the NFL itself to then appeal it and magically get it extended to 11 games so that he comes back against Houston. Coincidence? I don't know. I'm, I hope I'm wrong and I hope that it is just a really funky coincidence, but I cannot say that I have a lot of faith in good old Roger Goodell. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting hot take. I really don't know enough of the situation too much to completely say whether I agree or not. But, I mean, yeah, I'll definitely say that that is a very weird coincidence. And look, call it a conspiracy theory. And again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that it's just a really weird coincidence. But I don't know. My thing is, I I have heard a little bit about the situation. It's that in uh, apparently there are people in the NFL that wanted it to be 
a year or more. Roger Goodell actually apparently said himself that he was leaning towards uh, it being over a year. But right, that's what it should have been. Right. And I am wondering, though, now that you kind of mentioned how much money they'll probably get from that little quinky dink there. I'm wondering if there were some people in the NFL or on the NFL board that were saying, you know what, it, it, it's, it's better this way because Deshaun Watson and his lawyer want less games. We'll make money off of it. Let's do it this way. I mean, it might have been that what I think might have been probably the most likely is they went that route because they knew it was going to be hard to compromise with, with Deshaun Watson and his lawyer. And so they said, let's let's do the way that we'll make the most money and make them a little bit more happy. Yeah. But and this, it's really hard to say. As we stated last week, we're not going to accuse Watson of being guilty or innocent. And honestly, for the sake of my theory, I don't think it matters one way or the other. Like, guilty or guilty, not guilty, it's, it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like. Exactly. In terms of how the NFL handled this and the fact that he is coming back against his former team, you know, and innocence or, uh, you know, all that stuff is irrelevant. Yeah. But, you know, we we mentioned in our episode last week that it could end up turning into the, the original six game suspension could actually lead to the Browns going and six. Now that Deshaun Watson is suspended for 11 games, who knows? It actually could turn into 0-11. Uh, it's, it's, again, it's not out of the question. We've seen how Cleveland has operated before with really no quarterback talent. And, you know, not to dock too much on Jacoby Brissett and Case Keenum. I'll dock on Josh Rosen, though. Screw Josh Rosen. Yeah, everyone will dock on Josh Rosen. Yeah. And that's a real shame, too, man. It was such a promising prospect, and now he's just – uh, well, he's he promises. He promises disappointment, but he's still promising. That's fair. Yeah. But, um, you know, th- let's be honest. All of these players have shown multiple times in the NFL that they're, they're not quality starters, or at least at the moment. Case Keenum did lead the Vikings to the playoffs, so he was a quality starter at some point. I don't think he really has it in them anymore. But all of them have shown that they're not quality starters at the moment. So, again, maybe they'll win a couple games, but 0-11 is still not out of the question. When you're missing, like I mentioned last week, when you're missing a player that you've been building your current roster around. You know, I'll offer this pushback, though. Are we certain they're building it around Watson? Because it seemed like they were, you know, building it around Baker Mayfield for a while. And I know, I mean, they just acquired Watson this offseason. So do you really think they've had enough time to shift gears, like, totally on their offense um, all with all the skilled players and all that stuff? Uh, so maybe not the O-line. They've had the O-line pretty set for a while. Um, but I think their offensive moves in the draft and their offensive moves around the – after Deshaun Watson was acquired, I think they were – more in favor of building it for Watson because originally Watson was trying to get no suspension, which everybody knew that there was going to be a suspension, but him and his lawyers were trying for no suspension. 
So I think the Browns were aiming towards Watson being able to play and him have these wide receivers that they brought in in the draft and things like that. So, yeah, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt weren't prepared or brought onto the Browns offense for Watson because that was way early. But I think the wide receiver talent that I know they, they tried to get a little bit of in the draft and uh, just maybe some of the I, – I'd argue some of the uh, offensive schemes by the coaches were designed for Deshaun Watson. That's a fair argument. Uh, again, I just – I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to see. Look, the Browns are in our division, so if they suck, I, I'll i be happy with that. Oh, 100%. And while we're on the subject of quarterback changes within the division, Zach's hot take of the week pertains to something that relates to that a little bit, doesn't it, Zach? It does, yes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we talked about it earlier, how we saw a lot of good things, especially from Kenny Pickett. Um, and, you know, Dill mentioned it earlier that we didn't know exactly what we were looking for from Mitch Trubisky. He looked strong, but, you know, what is it that he, we're really looking for from him for the Steelers? Uh, the big thing is that Kenny Pickett was drafted to be our future uh, QB. He was drafted to be our main starter, and he looked so good in that preseason game against the Seahawks that I believe – if Kenny Pickett keeps up this preseason trajectory and uh, keeps showing off in preseason and in uh, training camp like he has been, then I believe Kenny Pickett could actually be our week one starter. Now, Mitch Trubisky did look solid in his preseason game, and I'm not here to dock on Mitch Trubisky at all. I'm here to praise Kenny Pickett because Kenny Pickett looked great. A lot of people will argue that Kenny Pickett was going against the worst of the worst on the Seattle team. But he was hitting his targets perfectly in stride. He was making amazing plays, getting out of tricky situations, making strong runs. And, yeah, he did that against weaker talent. But the fact that he was still getting the ball exactly where it needed to go on over 80% of his throws, almost 90% of his throws, is very impressive, especially for a rookie quarterback in a primetime game. Granted, it's preseason, but still a primetime game in a packed stadium. It's, it's very impressive to do in your first NFL debut. So I think in the next couple games, he'll get earlier playing time uh, against Jacksonville next week and then Detroit the week after. And getting earlier playing time will allow him to play against better talent from these other teams. And granted, it's Jacksonville and Detroit. I mean, their starters are honestly most teams' backups. Wow, we really but, play the worst teams in the league our entire preseason. Yeah, we do. Oh, well. And then we start out with one of the best teams in the league. Well, what the heck, man? We start out with one of the best teams in the league week one after having some of the worst teams in the league for our preseason games. Yeah. That's, uh, that's cheap. It is, but that's the NFL. Screw you, NFL. But, you know, still playing against some of those higher-quality players on these teams are going to give us a better chance to see exactly what Kenny Pickett will look like, or maybe not exactly, 
but a better look at what Kenny Pickett could do for us during the regular season. And if he continues to shine as well as he did in the original preseason game, then I believe that Kenny Pickett could be our number one starter. But this is all also conditional on if Mitch Trubisky continues to look average. If Mitch Trubisky steps up his game a little bit more and he continues to wow and he starts playing just as good or better than Kenny Pickett, then I think Mitch Trubisky could get the starting job. But I'm here to say that Kenny Pickett should not be ruled out of possibly being our week one starter. So I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm on the Kenny bandwagon. I mean I don't know about anybody else, but I'm I'm like all for it. I mean, I we've said in multiple podcasts that that's exactly who we wanted them to draft first yep. here. And they made our dreams come true. And it was yes. perfect. Hopefully we can look forward to a good night on Saturday when the Steelers go up against the Jacksonville Jaguars for their second preseason game of the year. Next week, we will be talking about the Steelers' second preseason game with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll use that time to talk a little bit more about what we see from the Steelers in those preseason games, and uh, we will also bring you any more big news from the Steelers and uh, around the NFL. So stay tuned for next week. But we are going to end this podcast the way that Steelers fans end every day. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go.